Real quick before we start today's episode, I'm hosting a special workshop on Zoom on June 30th at 6 p.m. Central Time. You can go to quietmind.yoga slash six steps. So if you've been wanting to transition into teaching online or working online, if you've had a business idea, if you thought maybe I'd like to move into just working online or maybe you got laid off or you're unemployed now because of COVID. So how do you adapt to this new life where everything's online? And I've been fortunate to have some success with this and I've had a lot of peers ask me what they could do to have similar success with their work. And what I'm gonna share is aimed at yoga teachers, but it's applicable to anybody. If you have any sort of skill, you can teach it online and you can turn your idea into an online business. And I believe you can do it within the next 90 days. And in some cases, that's very necessary to adapt to what's happened with COVID in our jobs. So hopefully you'll find this helpful. It's totally free. I will be offering a course that I'm offering soon, but this will lay out the whole process. So even if you don't sign up for the course, you will know what you need to do. And I don't like sort of cheesy sales pitches and pushy sales and all that. So I'm just gonna give you valuable stuff. So if you just come to this workshop for free, you'll be able to run with it. And really, if you see results, then I benefit. That's my ultimate intention is that you get something up and running if that's what you want to do and several people have asked me for it so i'm making it june 30th at 6 p.m central standard time on zoom it will be recorded so make sure you register and you'll get the recording once it's ready and again if you want to go deeper with me i'll offer a course but if you don't in finances whatever i totally understand uh, you'll come to this and get a ton of value out of it so quietmind.yoga slash six steps to register and thank you for listening as always and hope you enjoy today's episode My name is Jeremy Devins of quietmind.yoga, and today I want to share my second most important resource to learn Vedic astrology. Whether you're a complete beginner or you have a little bit of experience with it, this is the book called Beneath a Vedic Sky, which is out of print. So it's going to be hard to find, but sometimes they will pop up in used bookstores and on Amazon.com for pretty high price tags but it's well worth it. And if you happen to have the Scribd membership, S-C-R-I-B-D.com, Scribd.com, it's like a Netflix for eBooks and PDFs. The PDF of this is actually on Scribd. So that's really cool. So you can check it out for, it's like 10 bucks a month. It's well worth it. There's a lot of great books on there and other Vedic astrology books, but this Beneath the Vedic Sky is the second one that I would recommend. And really, I would say if you could only have two books on Vedic astrology, it would be Astrology Yoga, which I mentioned before, and Beneath the Vedic Sky. Why is this book so helpful and important? Well, it goes through all of the basics and essentials like Astrology Yoga. It talks about what the planets are, what the houses are, the signs, what all that means, and gives you a sort of overview of all that, the nakshatras, the yogas. This is when there's relationships between different planets or unions of different planets in different ways. It talks about Navamsha. So this is your D9 chart, your ninth divisional chart that shows essentially your spiritual progress in life and your path in life. And if I've already lost you, like, what is he talking about? This is a little over my head. Schedule a reading. You can do it with me at quietmind.yoga slash astrology. 
or find someone you like, go to my mentor, Matab. He's great. He does online readings too. Uh, astrologyyogi.com. I'll definitely share his information. I recommend him. Or my partner, Christine. She's also an astrologer at innerknowing.yoga is her website. But my site, if you want to do a reading with me, is quietmind.yoga slash astrology. And we can schedule a reading where you can look at your chart. And that's how it really starts to come to life of knowing, okay, this is my rising sign. These are my yogas. This is my nakshatra. And then you start to understand yourself a little better. Then you can start to look at usually your spouses where people want to go next is, okay, well, what is my partner like? And what is their chart? What's our compatibility? And if you have kids looking at your kids' charts, uh, and then it can get really interesting as you kind of branch out to understanding other people better and understanding how astrology is pretty magical, especially Vedic astrology is incredibly accurate from what I've found in my own experience and my own readings with others. So Beneath a Vedic Sky will help you understand those fundamentals and all the really, it's, it's really deep. I'm going to go into one of my favorite things in a minute here, uh, but a reading will give you the sort of foundation of like, okay, this is what I'm looking at. This is what a chart is. This is what Vedic astrology is. So if you haven't done a reading or if you haven't done one in a while, Get a reading to, you can do an annual chart, you can do your birth chart every year, and your birthday is a good time to do another reading, or getting your original birth chart is a great place to start. So Beneath the Vedic Sky also talks about how to synthesize a chart, how to rectify a birth time, which is really complicated, pretty advanced to be in a book. Uh, talks about timing of events, talks about world events, how to predict world events, things like this, remedial measures if something is really a malefic influence in your chart, how to work with that. Talks about mundane astrology for the self versus world astrology, how to read charts for what's happening globally. And Ayurveda and the sister science of yoga. So I teach primarily, I got into all of this through meditation, then yoga, then Vedic astrology, and then Ayurveda, but they're all deeply connected. And if you understand one, it's going to be really, really beneficial to understand the others. So it's really cool that this includes Ayurveda and Vastu, which is sort of the feng shui of India. I actually practiced feng shui for a very long time and found it incredibly helpful. And when I started to apply it to my life, things really started to improve for the positive and for the better. Uh, Vastu is a similar version of that. And in my own experience and a lot of experimentation, I find Vastu would be more helpful if you were starting from complete scratch and you had a plot of land to build on. So if that happens to be you, it's in this book. It talks about Vastu and how to align everything in the, in the plot of land or the foundation that you're building. So where to put the bathroom, where to put the bedroom, all that stuff is very important. But oftentimes we're buying property or renting property that we didn't get to decide those things so the Vastu can be a little defeating when it says, you know, you should never have a bathroom in the southeast corner, but that's where it is in my place. So, uh, you know, it's kind of defeating and, you know, maybe you don't want to live in that place. If there is a major issue, the Vastu can say, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be living here. Uh, but feng shui kind of is more empowering of, well, even if whatever your arrangement of your house is, you can take that entry door based on the Bagua and choose where to align things from there. So Feng Shui can be a little more empowering, but Vastu can be a little more helpful if you're starting from scratch. So if that's you, it's in this book. It talks about the Ayurveda as well. As I mentioned before, Ayurveda is the sister science. Very important to understand your routines, your diet, nutrition, the seasons, how all that affects you. 
that's related to astrology incredibly deeply with the knowing the doshas and the elements and knowing the different types. So that's in here as well. But the one thing that's really, really helpful is understanding the favorable and unfavorable expression of everything. So everything can essentially have a yin or yang, malefic or benefic. And I believe we have the power to choose how to engage and interact with any of these energies. So Saturn in Capricorn is a very, very strong manifestation of discipline, structure, rigidity, limitations, delays, setbacks. And this is what's happening now as I'm recording this in 2020. Saturn is in Capricorn, very, very strong Saturnine energy, which can also affect people who are uh, less privileged, people who have darker skin color, right? These are just aspects of what Saturn represents uh, and older men. And this is what's happening with the coronavirus with two-thirds of the people who are dying of it are older men over 60. And then, of course, what's happening with the Black Rights, Black Lives Matter, Civil Rights Movement in 2020, where there's a huge emphasis on the importance of civil rights and Black Lives Matter, which is a very strong manifestation of that Saturnine energy. So it can be positive, negative, neutral, but it's going to show up in some way. And I think it's showing up in some ways, of course, with the police brutality very negatively, but with the increase of awareness on Black Lives Matter and all that stuff happening right now in this very important movement, uh, there is a positive expression that's possible with the Saturn and Capricorn. So this book really lays it all out for you of this is what Saturn could express unfavorable and this is how it could express favorably. This is how Venus and Aries could be favorable, being very passionate and driven in your relationships, but it can be unfavorable of sort of burning up quickly in relationships and going on to the next one really quickly because that Aries energy is fast and impulsive. Venus is sensuality, right? You put those two together and it's not always going to make the exact same result. It's going to depend on other aspects in your chart. It's going to understand or depend on looking at your chart holistically and understanding it holistically. And that's what this book also helps you do is understand your chart holistically. And even cooler than that, as it talks about the planet rulers, the house rulers. So for example, say you have Aries in your first house. You're in Aries rising. So what planet rules Aries, the sign of Aries? That would be Mars. So you look at where Mars is in your chart now and say Mars that rules your first house is in your seventh house. So that would be called the Lord of the First and the Seventh. That's in this book. And every other possible combination of that is in this book. So it's an incredible reference guide. I don't know of any other book I've looked. Maybe I haven't seen it, but this is the only one that has all of those. It's like an encyclopedia of Vedic astrology. So any aspect you could think of. Ruler of the second and the sixth, ruler of the tenth and the third. Every relationship, every ruler that you can think of is in there. Talks a lot about the yogas, the different possible yoga aspects, and all the possible placements of, say, you have Saturn in the fifth house. What does that mean? Right, you go in here, you look, it's, it's, it has a little description of the favorable and unfavorable expressions of it. Really cool. The author talks about his personal journey of learning all this stuff and applying all this stuff with his sort of astrology study group. So that's really interesting just to hear his background and how he came to these conclusions. But given that uh, it's one person's word and experience, 
it's not always 100% accurate and you've really got to test it yourself and you've really got to look at, look at someone's chart holistically, including yourself. So if you want to really see how Saturn in the fifth plays out, it's not going to play out the same for somebody who's an Aries rising versus a Taurus rising, Gemini rising, right? It's going to be a little bit different for everybody. But this book gives you the building blocks more than any other I've seen. So you can put together, okay, I've got Lord of the fifth in the sixth house. I've got this planet in this sign. I've got this sign in this house. And, and that all just starts to piece it together where if you really, really wanted to get into this, you could do every, you could list every aspect in your chart, right? You can go through every house. Okay, first house, I've got this rising sign. What does that mean? All right, second house, I've got this planet there. What does that mean? All right, I don't have a planet in this house. What does that mean? Right, I've covered that in a previous episode. Uh, I've got these two planets together. What does that mean? There's conjunctions in here. So it truly is an encyclopedia of every possible relationship, aspect, and placement that you can have in a birth chart is laid out here in the possible favorable and unfavorable expressions. So it's an incredible tool, an incredible resource. I've come back to more than any other yoga book, astrology book, uh, right? It's yoga in a way, but any other astrology book, I've come back to this one more than any other. It is Mercury retrograde, and I am uh, doing my best to battle that right now in my communication. I think I'm doing okay in one take. But if you wanted to do a Mercury retrograde meditation, I just made that. So you can also check that in the uh, page where you find the videos, right? I'm losing it now. So I'm going to wrap it up here and just say that uh, you can watch this on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please click subscribe, like, and leave a comment and let me know what you want to see more of. If you're listening on podcast, please leave a review, share this with a friend, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to hear your experience with this. Uh, if you pick up this book, uh, please use the link that I provide in the description. That will give me a small commission at no extra cost to you and helps me keep these videos and podcasts going. And I'd love to hear if you pick up the book and have any questions about it or anything that any insights or any realizations. It's a really cool tool and I'm really happy to share it with you and I hope you find it as helpful as I have. And if you want to keep in touch with me, go to quietmind.yoga. If you want to schedule a reading, go to quietmind.yoga slash astrology and you'll see how this all plays out holistically in your chart so you can know exactly how to work with your aspects and transits and planetary placements and all this stuff going on in your chart. And maybe your spouse too, if they want to get in on this and see your compatibility and all that fun stuff. All right, thank you for listening and hope you have a great rest of your day, week, or whatever you got going on from here on out.